Hello, wonderful leaders. We love you guys a ton. Everybody who's in the room, everybody who's listening to this right now, we're proud of you. We're in your corner cheering you on and excited about today. Uh, we try to be really intentional every week to have a time of leadership to make sure we don't just exist and stumble into where we're supposed to be let's be let's let's get there on purpose and um the last couple of weeks honestly i think this is one of the best things uh that we get to do i'm reminded of jeremy hicks who's now on our staff team talking how he couldn't wait uh for these leadership talks to come out uh before he was ever on the staff team and he would just wait and wait for it to drop and listen and get the download uh so i recognize there's a lot of people maybe people who aren't even a part of our church family uh, uh, but we love you a bunch, uh, that, that are listening to these. And this is important for us because we get to help set the culture, the heart, uh, get a little reminder, a little reset for all of us. So that's what we are doing. And today we have one of our favorite people in the whole world. She's spunky. She's fiery. She has so many children. Uh, she's a leader of uh, leaders. When we first met her, we were like, oh, my goodness, how do you have so many kids? But it's really only four. But it felt to us like it was 37 children. Um, but, man. And she has been with us from the jump, has been a leader in this church family, has served with her whole heart, and I'm so thankful for her. Her name is Rayma Moriello, and she is coming up here, a wonderful staff person and somebody we care about a ton. Love you, Rayma! Wow. So uh, my husband got to do this two weeks ago. You guys, it's not fair to have to go after him because um, he's so smart. And this is just, I know he's going to be listening to this. He wanted to be here, but he's traveling. Um, this is a plug, and you guys help me. We want him to write a book with those 15 leadership principles. So this is, please, everybody text him and be like, please write that book because we would all benefit from it. Um, but I want to honor our pastors. Um, in prayer earlier, we were praying over our pastors, and the thing in my spirit, I just, I'm so thankful that they saw the gold in us, because I was trash, y'all. Um, like a dirty nickel, you know, and they're like, you're a leader. I was like, are you sure? You know, um, it, but our lives have been radically changed and transformed. And my prayer is that I have the ability to see the gold in dirty nickels like they do. Um, because we've all probably been entrusted with stuff that we had no business uh, being entrusted with and leading. And yet they've been so kind and through their kindness and their generosity to share even a platform like this, um, the things God has put inside all of us has come to the surface. So thank you. Thank you. Um, and thank you for trusting us. Um, okay, so I have had the honor of, of doing many different roles from the beginning of this church. I have been on staff full-time. I have been part-time. I've been a volunteer. I've led teams. I've served under other leadership on teams. So I've done a, different, a lot of different things. And as I was praying over today, I felt like, just, I'm going to speak prophetically really quickly. I feel like transition is coming 
Um, I think it's in the atmosphere. So I feel anybody listening even to this later, get your spirit ready for transition. And transition doesn't have to mean it's scary. Transition just means a shift or a change. And that's okay. It has to change in order for God's kingdom to come to earth. And we've all been knighted and entrusted to play a role in some capacity. So um, one of the things in all the roles I've done is I have, uh, over the past couple of years, like you can go back and watch the sermon where I talked about how I almost left because I got offended. Um, But since then, my prayer has been, God, let me be easy to lead. I want to be a person, regardless of where I'm positioned, that I am an easy person to lead. And so I want to share that with all of you guys. But first and foremost... Regardless of your position here in the church or in the corporate world, we are all following something. Doesn't matter, your pastor Erlen Onika, they lead this church, they're following Christ. So you're a husband over a family, you're following Christ. So you're, you're following Jesus. If you're in this house, you're a leader, you're planted, you love the Lord, we should be following Jesus. And from that, we should be easy for him to lead us. Because a lot of times we're not, because following him is hard. It's um, difficult. It comes with a lot of asks that we would rather not, you know. Um, But I want to go to John 12, verse 26. It says, whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. And I Googled, I was, you know, that's where you go. Um, And this popped up. It said, concerning these words that were spoken, the words mean immediate detachment from personal interests and attachment to Christ. Thank you for coming to my leadership talk. You know, I'm like, that, what? So that's very humbling. To serve the Lord means to detach ourselves from our personal agenda, our personal interests, and attach them to Christ. And following Christ, I mean, the disciples followed him, and they got to do some super cool stuff. You know, they got to participate in miracles. They got to usher in the Holy Spirit. They got to plant the original church, but they were also misunderstood. They were also put in prison. They were also beaten, and almost all of them were martyred. So serving requires sacrifice. Serving requires us being willing to lay our agendas down to follow his. And sometimes, actually even today, some churches, this is what they have to be willing to do is to lay their life down. That's why it's important for us to pray for the church because this still exists in some parts of the country. But here, let's say practically for us, Serving him, again, means we need to be willing to lay down our agendas or our interests. A lot of times, that means uh, serving under someone else. It means serving in any role. Under any leadership, whether they are older or younger than us. Or under a leader who actually might be less qualified for the job than we are. And so I think when we look at the kingdom of God, 
sometimes the world would tell us, you got to get to the top. Everything is a ladder to be climbed. But the kingdom of heaven doesn't have rungs of a ladder to be climbed. It is a field, and we are all simply farmers. Some of us are tasked to do different roles at different times, but serving the Lord, we are nothing more than farmers. Pastor Earl did a great uh, message about we're not magicians. We're farmers. We get our hands dirty regardless of the role that we play. We're here to sow seeds and to plow a field. Um, But even, let's say, let's say there was a, a ladder to be climbed in the church. What does that even look like when you get to the top? What does that even, what does that mean? Where did you get? You know, like, so Mark, that's not even biblical, right? So Mark 9, 33 says, then they came to Capernaum. While Jesus was in the house, he asked them, what were you discussing on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. What does that mean? You're with the greatest, and they're arguing about which one of them is the greatest. And so, sitting down, Jesus calls the 12 and said, if anyone wants to be first, he must be last. Uh, Of all and servant of all. So here's what the top of the ladder looks like. It looks like dedicating babies. That's exciting. It looks like officiating weddings. Those are awesome. It looks like helping people move. That's not fun. Um, It looks like bringing food for the Thanksgiving outreach so that other families can be blessed. It means sending a meal to someone who is sick. It means sitting in a hospital room while someone takes their last breath. It means planning a funeral with someone who lost their parent. It means flying to another country to build a school to ensure the next generation is well-equipped to lead their nation. It means walking with a couple who is experiencing infidelity and is in need of restoration. It looks like waking up in the middle of the night to sit in a hospital parking lot to intercede for a child who tried to take their life. It looks like packing up your life and moving to another country you don't even speak the language of to plant a church. The top looks a whole lot like the ground. And that is where our knees should be in prayer every day. Because life in general is difficult, and we're in need of his grace daily. So the top, when it comes to the things of God, truly looks a whole lot like being on the ground. Because John 3.30 says he must become greater, and I must become less. We have to be willing to serve God in a way and be easy to lead so that he can do the things in and through us because he uses people. And we have the honor of getting to be used to bring heaven to earth. Because it's not about us, but it's about him. So practically speaking, okay, let's just say adjustments happen. Okay, let's just say roles and positions change. Let's say we plant a campus and leaders leave here and go to another location. Now other leaders need to be put in position here. Let's just say, let's just say, and let's just say you are now positioned under the leadership of somebody else. And let's just say that transition is hard because you thought you should have that role. Let's just say, even in the corporate world, practically, what do you do? 
you could leave. You could get offended and leave. That's an option. I would suggest you don't, okay? <laughs> okay? But the first thing, because I honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, this has happened to me, so I'm going to speak personally. I would get offended. I would get my feelings hurt. Why not me? Like, like the, in my brain, I didn't transition well because I was like, but I'm supposed to be the one telling people what to do because that's what I thought leadership was. But I had to shift my perspective from why wasn't I chosen to do their assignment to this is the assignment I was chosen for. How can I use my gifts and talents to ensure the gold is pulled out of my leader to help make sure they win with what was entrusted to them? So... I have to shift my perspective from why wasn't I chosen to do their assignment to this is the assignment I was chosen for. How can I use my gifts and talents to ensure the gold is pulled out of my leader and help make sure they win with what has been entrusted to them? Because just because you weren't put in charge to make all the calls and the shots doesn't make you not a leader. You lead wherever you are. It just means influence. So you might not be the one in charge who's making all the calls and all the things, but you are still a leader in that role and in the space where you've been put. And not only that, don't disrespect God by saying this role is not good enough for me. That's actually very dishonoring to say if I'm not at the top, I don't want it. Because honestly, if that is your heart posture, your character can't handle that role in the first place. So, Hebrews 13, 17 says, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. So just so you know, your leader someday is gonna have to give an account for how they lead you. And it says, do this so their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. Being in, I have led before, and I've led really complicated people, and it makes your life harder. You feel like you are walking through mud because you're constantly like, what do we have to talk about today? What hurt your feelings today? You have to keep going around a mountain and you feel like you're dragging people when it shouldn't be that complicated. So it's our job to make our leaders able to run faster because they have been knighted to do a job as well. And we shouldn't be the lid to their ability to succeed. So we don't want our leaders to feel like they have to walk on eggshells around us. We don't want to be moody or pouty when things don't go our way. If we feel some type of way about something, have the emotional intelligence to have a conversation about it. Otherwise, it's going to embed itself in your heart as a fence, and it's going to make you a hard person to lead. We want to be proactive problem solvers instead of waiting to be told what to do. Just because you're not in charge doesn't mean you just get to sit back and wait to be told what to do. You're not a robot. God puts you here 
for a reason to be a problem solver. So solve problems. We want to see gaps, create a plan, present it, and to be ready to run with it. If your plan is tweaked or not implemented, we aren't going to take it personally or get offended. We're going to believe the best. Or if your plan is handed off to somebody else to run with, we're not going to get offended or take it personally. It doesn't mean we weren't good enough or talented enough or smart enough to lead it. It just means there might be something else that our plate needs to be cleared of to run with something else. Or maybe your real gift and talent is to create plans and somebody else's gift is to run with it. Know what your gifting is, be confident in it, stand tall in it, be at peace with it. We're going to ask for clarity, but not have a questioning spirit. Clarity says, can you teach me what you see or what your thoughts are when you have made X, Y, and Z decision? A questioning spirit says, why did they do that? Why are we doing it that way? Why are they the ones doing it? So our questioning spirit, I just want you, it can be felt. It can be felt. We don't want our leaders to have to continually redirect, coach, or correct us on the same things. I just want to say if they have to do that, we have a spirit of rebellion. And the last thing, Pray for your leader. They literally might not know what they're doing. <laughs> I've been put in positions where I'm like, I love that you see that in me, but also what? Okay? It's, it's humbling to be put in a role that you feel unqualified for. It's humbling to not know what you're doing. But it's even harder when you have people following after you that make it that much more complicated for you or highlight your weaknesses instead of coming alongside of you and, and being a strength to you to help you succeed. And so it's our job to pray for them because you have no idea the insecurities that they might be battling internally about being in that role. So we're here to say, I'm gonna hold up your arms. What do you need from me? How can I be a strength to you? We approach them with humility to make sure that they can succeed because God put them in that position to teach them something. He put us in our position to teach us something. So, I think a lot of times we spend our time trying to dethrone people because we think we should be there instead of helping them succeed and become everything God has created us to do. And that all goes back to us following and leading uh, behind or following behind Jesus. We're just here to be servants. Again, what does the top of the ladder look like? It looks like the ground. So it doesn't matter the role we're put in. It doesn't matter the position that we're placed in. We're going to do it with humility. We're going to do it with honor. We're going to do it with excellence. We're going to do it with a prayerful attitude. Because being, being in a role where you aren't the shot caller and the one in charge, this refines our spirit. It makes us humble. It um, makes us obedient. It really pulls pride out of us. It teaches us how to trust and how to submit. And these are all character traits that you actually need to have in place to even be a good leader. If you can't follow well, you're actually not going to be able to lead well. So 
I want to pray for all of you guys, and then I am done. <laughs> Father, I thank you so much that you allow us to play any part in bringing heaven to earth. It's very humbling because you know the insecurities we have, you know the shortcomings we have, you know the things that we lack, and yet you still choose us. Father, thank you for choosing us. In any role that we currently have, would you shift and change our mindset to that of gratitude instead of envy? Would you uproot every seed that is in our heart that would tell us that we deserve better or that person doesn't deserve that role or we're trying to dethrone people and trying to defame or discredit people to get their role? God, would you take that out of our heart? We are nothing more than servants. Would you use us to bring heaven to earth in everything that we do? Would you give us eyes to see the gold in those around us? And would we be active to pull it out of them? Father, we are nothing more than, than uh, servants to your kingdom. So wherever you place us, whatever role that you put us in, will we do it with excellence? Will we do it with humility? Would your grace be on it? Would everything our hands touch, would it multiply? Because at the end of the day, it's all for you and it's all for your glory. Would you remove us from the equation? Would you fill us with your spirit? Would, be, would, be, would we be motivated by kingdom thinking and not earthly thinking that we can't take any of this with us anyway? So at the end of our life, may we be able to see the people we were able to impact, not the things we did or the things we had or the money that we made, but about the impact we were able to make for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Wow.